0: Take your Bibles and go to the book of James with, you, with me in the Word of God. James chapter number one. Aren't you glad you have a Bible? You've got access to one somewhere, all right? You've either got a written copy or you've got an electronic copy or you're near someone that has one. So get your eyes on the Bible if you can. Why? So you make sure that I'm preaching it. Amen. Don't take my word for it. You're not going to get changed because of my words. You get changed because of God's words. We thank God they're tried seven times through the fire, they shall come forth and we thank the Lord for it. James chapter number one, picking up where we left off last week. Let's establish context. Verse number 10, but the rich in that he is made low because as a flower of the grass, he shall pass away. For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but it withereth the grass, and the flower thereof falleth, and the grace of the fashion of it perisheth. So also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. Now let's look at verse number 12. Blessed is the man. Everybody say, Blessed. blessed. And endure of temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let the church say amen. amen. Our Father, we pray you have thy blessing to the reading of your word. Cleanse me of sin, empty me of self, and me with your spirit. God, help me to preach with us, saith the Lord, in power and anointing. I pray, God, that you bind the forces of Satan, put a hedge of protection about this place. May he not hinder the work of the Holy Ghost of God. Do what you do we'll praise you for it in Jesus name amen you may be seated thank you so much for standing we've entitled this series count it all joy say it with me count it all joy say it again yeah what do you mean no matter what you face no matter what you encounter no matter what you go through count it all joy raise your hand if you know that that's not easy come on now it's not easy It's easy to count it joy when things are good. It's easy to count it joy when you get a raise. It's easy when you count it joy to get good word from the doctor. It's easy to count it joy when you're on the mountaintop. Easy to count it joy when you're in church and they're singing, my God is awesome and faithful is our God. I'm reaping the harvest God promised me. Take back what the devil stole from me. Easy to count it all joy then. And then you go check your bank account afterwards and say, I sure ain't reap it yet. (laughs) So, so, So I want you to understand And it is our desire in every regard to remind the believer that you cannot count it on joy if you are basing your joy on your circumstances. Circumstances are a roller coaster that goes up and down and all around and loops and twists and turns and you got a good day and a bad day. By the way, how many of you know that it's not just good days and bad days, you got good moments and bad moments within one day. You can be having a great day. One call and everything changes. You can be having a wonderful week and all of a sudden you get the news. You can be having a wonderful month until you get to the end of it or the first of it and all of a sudden it ain't going like it was. You can't base your joy on your circumstances. You got to base your joy on Christ. Why? Because he doesn't go up and down. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. So if I place my joy on somebody that's immutable, something that's unchangeable, by the way, the word of God is unchangeable. Aren't you glad? It's tried through the fire. It's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and the marrow, and a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The psalmist said, forever thy word is settled. Everybody say, Settled. You know what it means? Fixed, firm, established. Listen to me. We got laws that are not fixed, they can change with the right vote. Sadly, we've even got definitions of what God has established that can change with the right votes. Listen, the weather, I used to preach in Oklahoma about 10 times a year, and I'd go there and, and they'd say, I'd say, what's the weather? They say, Don't worry, if you're in Oklahoma, you don't like the weather, it'll change. All right. You'd get there one day, it'd be sunny in the morning. Next thing you know, the wind be blowing and dust be blowing in your face, and you try to hit a golf ball, it'd start left and then go right. You just hope to get lucky. Weather changes and finances change. I look sometimes at the news and they say, the Dow Jones is this and the, the stock market. It is that and, and things go up and down. But I'm glad that we got a book. Somebody say amen. That never ever changes. It's the word of God. So so James says you're immature. You're immature, you're worldly, you're bouncing back and forth and as a result of that, your trials come and they knock you down. Never excuse your lack of joy for what you're facing. Never excuse your lack of joy for what you're going through. I would be joyous, I would be happy, but this happened and this happened and this person did this to me. Let me tell you something, nothing bad that, you, that happened to you came from God. Every good and every perfect gift coming from above. Aren't you glad that God is good all the time? And all the time, God is good. So I must count it all joy. In other words, I must estimate it. I must factor it. I must bring it into, I must I must look at it and I must count it up. I must be able to value it as joy. That's a conclusion. I've got to put the right factors into the equation to come out with the right solution. Are you listening to me now? If I don't put the right factors in, I'm not going to get the right product. So when James says count it all joy, he says maybe you're not adding it up to joy because you got the wrong factors in the the equation here's factor number one you are assured of some facts I can count it all joy because of what I know the trying of my faith worketh patience I can't get patience unless my faith is tried so quit saying God give me patience and then getting mad when he tries me he teaches patience I must let patience have a per- perfect work in me so I'm assured of some facts number two I'm assisted in the anybody taking notes I'm assisted in the fight Yeah, this life is a fight, but I'm assisted in the fight. How? There's an available gift. If any of you lack, not just knowledge, but wisdom, the ability to take that knowledge and use it to make right choices. It's not just about knowing things, it's about using my knowledge to make right choices. An institution can teach you stuff. A teacher can teach you information. A computer can instill in you data, but wisdom comes from God. If you lack it, there's an available gift. There's an accessible God. Let him ask of wisdom. There's an abundant granting which giveth to all men liberally. There's an active gracefulness and upbraideth not. He will not, he will not bewail you. He will not chide you. He will not make you feel bad for asking for wisdom. God says, I'm telling you to ask. I'm going to give it to you and I'm not going to make you feel dumb for needing it because I know you need it. Amen. And then there's an an absolute guarantee, he says, and it shall be given him. But there's an admonishment, an admonishing guidance that's given to us. We must ask in faith. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Now then, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Raise your hand if you need wisdom. Raise your hand if you're asking God. Keep your hand up if you're asking in faith. That's, That's a hold up. Hey, say amen if God's got it. Say amen if you need it. Now, if God's got it and I need it, what's the holdup? I'm not asking in faith. Lord, I believe, but help out my unbelief. They ain't gonna cut it. Well, you say he saved Peter. We ain't talking about saving Peter. We talking about getting wisdom. Now, God will keep you from drowning even if you don't have faith. But wisdom, the accessibility of wisdom requires faith faith. So I have required faith. I have rebuked fickleness, nothing wavering. I can't be shifty and movie and shaky. I love you. Maybe I don't. I believe. Maybe I don't believe. I'm in. Maybe I'm out. I can't be back and forth. Why? If I'm like that, I can't expect to receive anything. Verse number seven, verse number eight, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Unstable husband, unstable wife, unstable teenager, unstable ministry leader, unstable soul winner, unstable worshiper, unstable giver. If I give every single Sunday based on my circumstances, I am not going to be a fifty-two-week tither because there will always be reasons to spend my money somewhere else. But if I give based on Malachi three, chapter number three, verses eight through ten, that I don't want to rob God, and if I bring my tithe to the storehouse, that God will open up the windows of heaven and pour me out a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. If I give based on Luke thirty-eight, giving it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men pour into your bosom. If I give based on Philippians four, my God shall supply all your need according to His riches. There will be times when the money doesn't add up. Calculator doesn't make sense the job doesn't pay enough the bills don't seem like they're gonna get paid but I trust God's Word over all that stuff I must stand on the principles of God's Word that's why I ask in faith listen to this the value of your faith is only as much as the object of your faith say it again the value of your faith is only as much as your object of faith now, now, listen to me there are a whole lot of people who don't believe the Bible they have faith Come on now. People have faith in Allah. People have faith in Buddha. People have faith in the sun. People have faith in the moon. People have faith in creation. People have faith in all Confucius. People have faith in Joseph Smith. People have faith in Muhammad. Listen to me. It's not that they lack faith. It's that they have dead faith. Listen to me. James chapter 2. Faith without works is dead. Devilish faith. The devils believe and tremble. The devils don't have God moving for them like you and I do. The devils have faith. Then you got dead faith and devilish faith. But the only kind of faith that moves God is dynamic faith. It's God. To be alive, I got to believe he that cometh to God must believe that he is. What do you mean, God is? That means, of all the names in the obituary column in the Washington Post today, God's name wasn't one of them. He didn't die, he hasn't died, and he ain't gonna die. You know why God ain't gonna die? Because God wasn't created. In order to put something to stop, you had to get something started. And the reason why you ain't gonna never stop God, cause nobody started God. He always has been. He always will be. No predecessor. No successor. You can't impeach God, and He ain't gonna resign. He's King of Kings. Listen. Here is the re- here here are the ingredients to my faith. Everybody say it. God is. Say with me. God. Is. Say it again. Well, I'd have faith if I had a better job. That's not what the verse says. Say God is. God is. What do, I do, what do I need to have faith? How many ingredients do I need to mix up some faith? God is. I'm not, I don't care about your finances, about your physicality, about your health, about what the doctor said, about your family crisis, about what things are on the rock. Those don't count what faith is made up of. All you need to have faith is to tell the reins of your brains that the God that I serve is. God is what? God is period. It merely means he exists. And let me tell you something. As long as, as he exists, there's nothing that can take me down. Hmm. So I'm assisted in the fight. It's admonishment given. I must rebuke fickleness required faith. Notice the resulting fruit. Responsive rejoicing. I'll rejoice. I rejoice as a brother of low degree in that I'm exalted. Hey, if my circumstances have brought me low, let me rejoice that I'm exalted. By the way, God's exalting through your trial might not be in the way you want it to be. Somebody say, I'm broke. I need to be exalted. I need to be exalted financially. Listen, sometimes God lets you, get exalt, gets, lets you get low financially so he can exalt you spiritually. Come on. So what do I do if I'm going through a trial? I go through the trial and I rejoice afterwards because God, even in my trial, found, found a way to pick me up. Here's here's what psychology teaches. Psychology teaches how you and your mind can pick yourself up. That's a problem. There's a problem because I'm human. Sometimes I run out of gas. Sometimes I run out of speed. Sometimes I run out of energy. Just pick yourself up. Just believe in yourself. Just find the champion inside of you. Just look at yourself and you are special. You are wonderful. You, You can't look at yourself in the mirror if you sleep. You're tired. Oh, we, we do too much trying to psych ourselves out. Believe in yourself. You tell yourself, you look at yourself, and you tell yourself, you can do anything you tell your mind you can do. No, you can't. I, to, I told you before I used to dunk a basketball. I ain't never did no 360. You know why? Because I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Let a lot of guys, they'd be spinning around dunking the basketball. What kind of dunk you do? Just jump up and dunk the ball. You got to know what you can do. So when God says I can do all things through Christ, he doesn't mean anything physically. He means I can do all the things that God has, in, God has expected me and commanded me to do. Peter puts it this way. Gods of power have given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. There is nothing godly about your life that you can't do if you operate in the power of the Holy Ghost. You may not be able to do a 360, but you can keep your mind pure through the power of the Holy Ghost. And your mouth. Preach, pastor. Rejoice. Hey, brother, of that's rich, rejoice that you're made low. Be thankful if God took you, poor man, and raised you up spiritually. Be thankful, rich man, if God took you and lowered you materially. Come on now, preach. Listen, sometimes God's got to strip us of our carnal things so we can get our eyes on spiritual things. Listen to me. Sometimes God's got to take your riches away to let you know that the value of your life is not based on what you have. It's amazing. Zacchaeus had all that money and he didn't want to do nothing for nobody. When he met Jesus, he was willing to sell it all and give it to the poor. Let me tell you something. Sometimes the most times you have with God that are great are when you're broke and when you're stripped and when you're weary. Job lost his kids, lost his barns, lost his servants lost his animals and everybody must be thinking oh he's gone through trauma he's going to be miserable look at Job chapter 1 the Lord giveth the Lord taketh blessed be the name of the Lord naked came I in naked came I out they took my kids took my money took my barns took my animals but I still got my redeemer rejoice rejoice in that you brought love why because the sun is no sooner with the burning heat that withereth the grass i must understand that i'm depicting something in this well that 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 wealth fails there's there's wealthy failing there's there's a withering future there's ways that fade I must, under, listen, listen. I must rejoice when God's testing takes things from me because verse number 11 says, if God's testing doesn't take things from me, eventually they're going to go anyway, and I'm going to be much more devastated because I expected them to last forever. Sometimes you better thank God for snatching it because sometimes God snatching it is, is allowing you to experience sooner what you would have inevitably, inevitably experienced later. Sometimes God got to rip it from you, save you some time. Are you listening? We don't, like, we don't like losing what we love. Sometimes God has to take what we love away from us to find out where we really should lean. Let me give you this third thought in the text and touch on it for just a few moments. Verse number 12. <clears throat> We're assured of some facts. We're assisted in the fight. Thirdly, we are awarded for faithfulness. nobody ever notices what I do I do all this and they don't pay no attention to it I work hard I come in here rain or shine and work 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 and nobody ever notices what I oh yes somebody does bless it bless it notice the enjoyable prospect here Blessed. The, the, the word blessed literally means to be happy, to be favored, to enjoy. Come on now. Do you enjoy life? Some of you say amen, you lied. <laughs> Every once in a while, if our, if our brain and mouth is saying it, we need to tell our face to show it. It's impossible to enjoy life living based on circumstance. Impossible. I don't care who you are. Well, well if I had what's the name's life, if I had their money, if I had their car, if I had their house, listen to me. The more you got, the more you got to keep up with. It. I don't got but two nickels to rub together. Well, at least you don't have to worry about losing them. Some of us want more to handle and we can handle what we got. Blessed. There's an there's enjoyable prospect. Do I really want to be blessed? How you doing today? I'm blessed. How you doing? I'm blessed. How you doing? I'm blessed. Doing? I'm blessed. Really? What's the characterization of that? Just because you said it? Because you rolled it? Because you dipped when you did? Listen to me. I'm talking about favor. I'm, I'm talking about when God looks down on you and favors you. Listen to the prayer of Jabez, 1 Chronicles chapter 4. Oh, that thou wouldest bless me, I like the next word, indeed. We mean indeed, so nobody has the wonder. Proverbs chapter 10, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow to it. How do I know if what I got is really from God? I'll tell you how. If you got it and you feel guilty about it, it probably didn't come from God because the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow to Any blessing you got, you got to hide, you got to keep quiet, you got to sneak around. I got a blessing, but don't show nobody. You probably got it the wrong way. Blessed is the man. That word man there is not talking about gender, it's talking about a human being. Blessed is the man. There is an enjoyable prospect. Please listen to me, church. God wants to bless you. Would you say amen to that? God wants to bless He wants to bless your marriage. He wants to bless your kids. He wants to bless your family. He wants to bless your finances. He wants to bless your health. God is not up in heaven with a dog that looks like you, sticking a needle in every other day, trying to make you just feel bad. God is not some judge that enjoys having his children suffer. God that spared not his own son, how shall he not freely give us all things? Nothing shall separate us from the love of God. Persecution, famine, peril of the sword, nay, in all these things we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. I'm persuaded neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ. Jesus. God wants to bless you, but he cannot bless you when you keep tapping out in your trials. See, see, enjoyment is a prospect. He, he puts the prospect at the beginning of the verse. Blessed is the man. Hmm. But then he, he goes beyond the prospect and tells us the process to get the prospect. Blessed is the man. Here's the problem with too, too many Christians. We get to celebrate in the verse without reading all of it. Blessed is the man. Oh, we'll finish the rest of the world. That endures of temptation. See, see, there's an enduring prospect. What is the enduring process? I must endure temptation. I must stick with it. I must drive it through. The, The endured prospect is demonstrated by enacted perseverance. Enacted perseverance. Here's what perseverance is. It's staying power during the tough times. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, gentleness, meekness, faith, temperance, goodness. Say it. Somebody say, ouch. Now watch this now. Long suffering is not to be mistaken with chastening. Preach, pastor. See, when you go through chastening, you get a whooping. Pray for me. Pray for me. I'm just going through long suffering. God has given me a yoke to bear. God, I give you a yoke to bear. You got what you ask for. Now, no chasing for the present time seemeth joyous. Nevertheless, afterwards it yields the peace of the fruit of righteousness to them which, which are exercised thereby. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. And if you're not getting chastened, you're not a child. Then are ye illegitimate? According to Hebrews chapter twelve. I'm tired of the Lord whooping you. You better be glad he is. That means he's your daddy. The long suffering is enduring the persecution as a result of our faithfulness. It's a difference. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. Whew. How's your endurance? How many of you used to run track and field? Run track and field, okay. Raise your hand if you used to run, you, you, ran, you sprint, you were a sprinter. Okay. Keep your hands up. Okay. Look around all these sprinters. Put your hand down, sprinters, if you did not run long distance. There's a difference, ain't it? I was just talking to somebody earlier this morning. I think it was Brother, brother Marcus. He's telling me his kids are running. He, said, he was telling his daughter, don't, don't use it all up early because you get to the end. Hey, hey, you know what I found out about a lot of Christians? We good at starting well. That's why we go to church on Sundays. Here, come on now. Everybody's sprinting on Sunday. Woo, I'm reaping the harvest. Got time <laughs> sprinting how you doing by Thursday I'm cussing them out on 95 I'm clicking on that bad website yeah. Yeah. Christian life's not a sprint it's a marathon Amen. preach pastor yes. anybody can pull it off on a Sunday Come on, every squirrel is gonna find an acorn in there once one. See, 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 most Christians make it on Sunday because they 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 somebody else has given them a fish. But real Christians make it all week long because they learn how to fish. Preach, but you got to be in a church where the pastor don't just give you fish, where the pastor teaches you how to fish. We don't just bring you up here to shout. We're trying to teach you how to be a Christian. How to take this Bible and use it every single day. Praise the Bible. I got to go to church. I need the Word of God. Like, that's the only place you can get it? This is supposed to be practice out there, is the real game. Endurance. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. Remember what we said the trial, the temptation was? There was any trial, any difficulty, any adversity, enduring, endurance, endure. You know what enduring means? I don't quit. I don't falter. I don't fail. I don't give up. I don't put up. I don't back up. I don't shut down. I don't shut up. I don't give in to the devil. I endure temptation. Listen to me. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Proverbs 30, uh, Psalm 37. Delight thyself also in the Lord. He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him. By the way, Psalm 37 says we have to, uh, That same psalm says we have to trust in the Lord and do good. You know what God's telling me? Waiting doesn't mean I'm not working. Waiting means I work while I wait. We think if we wait on the Lord, that means we just get to eat a Snickers. No, you wait on the Lord. You keep praying. You keep giving. You keep going. You keep serving. He may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. Give you this, and I'm finished. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. There's there's an acted perseverance. There's an endured process. Notice what he says: for when he is Tried. Everybody looking at verse twelve. That means the process has to be completed. Huh? For when he is tried, perfect tense. When he's when the process is completed. Job said, When he have tried me, I shall come forth as gold. This this James chapter one. <clears throat> my my mother used to teach a a lesson on on crowns to ladies and she had these crowns she had around the house she she'd bring them out and there are five crowns in the Bible did you know that don't say yes if you didn't just just say no I didn't know it's okay there's some things in the Bible that none of us understand but there are five crowns in the Bible I'm gonna tell you them okay and next week we might have a test you can't leave the auditorium. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> crown number one, the incorruptible crown. First Corinthians chapter nine. Know you're not. That they which run in the race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that you may obtain. Now they up, they run to obtain a corruptible, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run not as uncertainly. I therefore fight not as one that beateth in the air. I keep unto my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. How do I get the incorruptible crown? I finish my race. I can't quit on God. Incorruptible. Here's another crown. It's called the crown of righteousness. Paul says... The crown of righteousness is not just for me, but for all those who love his appearance. How do I get the crown of righteousness? I get up every day excited about Jesus coming back. Everybody can get that one? How about this one? The crown of rejoicing. Paul said, what are ye? You're my crown of rejoicing. That's a soul winner's crown. You get that crown when you lead somebody else to the Lord. When you tell somebody else to get saved. Let's do how to get saved. When you have a spiritual convert, you show that person how to go to heaven. You get the crown of rejoicing. If you ain't never led anybody to the Lord, you're missing out on rejoicing. There's nothing that makes you rejoice like telling somebody else how to get passed from death unto life and watching them headed to hell end up heading to heaven. Crown of rejoicing. First Peter chapter five crown of glory. That's a preacher's crown. Hey, Peter, Peter said, preach the word. Uh, Paul said to Timothy, preach the word. Peter said, first Peter chapter five, feed the flock. This is a sign in, in, in sign language, feed. So sometime when, you, when, when you're trying to sign and you can't hear what the preacher said, you get somebody else in front of you and they help you by feeding you a sign. That means I'm hungry and I need you to put something in my mouth. How do you, what do I look for in a pastor when I go to church? Somebody to feed you. Feed you. Feed the, I don't have a bigger responsibility at Crossroads Baptist Church than to feed the flock. And by the way, I worry about parents Who always want to push their kids off on somebody else? Preach pastor. And I worry about pastors who always want to push off their feeding to somebody else. Feed the flock. So for years I thought, man, look at these crowns. These crowns. My mom used to teach us, she said, there's four crowns I can get. The crown of rejoicing, the incorruptible crown. The crown of righteousness. And then she said the crown of life. She said, I can't get the crown of glory because that's for preachers. And God calls men to preach. I don't know about that. It's in the Bible. Suffer not a woman to teach or usurp authority over a man but be in subjection. Not talking about inferior, just talking about authority as God operates in the body of Christ. So... A bishop must be the husband of one wife. Hard to do that if you're a woman. Okay. So we don't we don't we not belittle any of that. So my mom was telling me get four crowns. Well, this this is me. For years I thought, man, I can really get these four crowns. But, but there's there's one. I used to always say, well, she's gonna get that crown of rejoicing. James one12 twelve. Three times cancer survivor and never quit. Tough situation. When he have tried me. I used to think, man, I'm a preacher. Don't have to quit. Lead people to the Lord. Love is appearing. I don't know if I'm really a candidate for the crown of life. Then I got to thinking last couple weeks. I said, you know what, Lord? Maybe you're trying to set me up with an opportunity for the crown of life. Wow. I got to thinking the other day walking and I was walking and hurting. And I, as I was walking and hurting, I, I, st- I thought, you know what? This hurt is worth it. If one day Jesus will hand me a crown of life, and I can cast that crown back at the Savior's feet. you going through something today. Don't look at your crisis. Look at the crown. God's trying to give you a chance to earn something that you can in turn give back to him. Listen, you don't get crowns because of your last name. You don't get crowns because of what church you go to. You get the crown of life because even though you're going through it, you refuse to give up. All of us have a different cross to carry. But I'm telling you, carrying the cross is worth being able to cast the crown. Our Lord and our God, help us. Oh, God, help us. Heads bowed, eyes closed, no one looking around. How many say, Pastor? Pastor? I know that, I know that, I know that, I know that I'm saved and going to heaven. The Bible is just to prove it. If you, would, that, if you know that, would you raise your hand? I know it. Put your hands down. Pastor, I, I've got to do better with endurance. I, I'm trying to stick it out, but it's tough. I've got to do better with endurance. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Pray for me, Pastor. Oh, my soul, we better keep it real. It's hard endure. Put your hands down. But God says that's the way to be blessed. That's the way to be blessed. You have to endure. One more question. Pastor, I'm not sure if I died today I'd go to heaven, but I'm sure I do not want to go to hell. I'm not sure if I died today I'd go to heaven, but I'm absolutely positive I do not want to go to hell here on the floor or in the balcony. Would you slip your hand up and let me pray for you? Anybody like that at all? I'm not sure if I died today I'd go to heaven but I'm positive I do not want to go to hell please pray for me anyone if God has spoken to you today why don't you why don't you right where you are bow your head and ask God to meet with you right where you are God help me God help me to endure here's what God is saying you're not going to tough it out for me and not be rewarded. I'm going to award you for your faithfulness. I'm, listen, listen. for every struggle you have down here, if you do it in Jesus' name, God's going to bless you up there. But you know what he said to Peter? I'm not just going to bless you when you get to heaven. I'm going to bless you now. Blessed is the man. It, it, it ought to bless us that God's going to award us. We ought to be striving down here knowing what's going to happen up there. Blessed is the man. Keep looking up, child of God. Keep looking up. The best is yet to come. Lord God, honor yourself and honor your word. And help us to be the kind of Christians that you want us to be for your glory and for our good. You're working on us and working in us. Please, Lord, help us, we pray. In Jesus' name and for his sake.